Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. You know, we're in kind of trying times. You, you got out of bed and you watched Netflix all day. Like you have to love yourself no matter what. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, best-selling author, three-time fitness world champion, and I'm a crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me everywhere from being a broke waitress, barista, retails associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in myself to later becoming a multimillionaire in love with my life. In 2007, my husband and I lost everything. We found ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at rock bottom. We had no ideas and I had no education to fall back on. This is when I found personal development and learned everything I could about business, not by choice, but because I realized no one was coming to save me. The conversations on this podcast are going to let you know that you're not alone and that we all feel like we don't know what we're doing. We're going to give you the tools to help you face your fears, take action, start your business and grow those massive dreams that are keeping you up at night. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from and put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out. You're going to stop waiting for someone to approve of you and you're going to anoint yourself. Because I'm obsessed about building businesses that give women a platform, I want to feature you. So if you text the word podcast to 310-496-8363, you can get your questions answered on our Q&A segment along with a shout out. And if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, we're choosing someone every month to get coached and featured on our show. It just might be you. So let's get started.
Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have sat down with Shelby Stanger. She's just one of those girls who is so cool that you can't wait to hear about all of these things that she's done, these crazy adventures, and just why and what made her want to do these incredible things. As a seasoned journalist and top-ranked podcaster, her work and podcasts have been featured everywhere from the New York Times and the San Diego Union Tribune to Outside Magazine and ESPN. She was so curious about her subjects and willing to go to great lengths in her research that she has surfed everywhere from Fiji to Tofino, Canada, studied with a breath guru, fasted for six days only on water, paddled down a portion of the Amazon River, and interviewed countless CEOs, athletes, and wellness experts on assignment for major publications. Her curiosity and playful demeanor doubles as a secret interview weapon, loosening up guests on the most serious of topics. With a knack for audio stories, Shelby created and sold her first podcast about adventure called Wild Ideas Worth Living to REI in 2020. She remains the host right now and recently hosted an award-winning travel show called Life Changing Places. Her latest project, Vitamin Joy, has a standout crew of guests offering prescriptions for having more health, humor, and fun in her everyday life. So you guys, let's get started. Shelby, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited to be here. Laura, you are a breath of fresh air. I love Aww. your show. Well, I loved being on your show. We just got to talk. What was that? I, I feels like it was just a couple of weeks ago, but I'm not A couple really weeks sure. ago for Vitamin Joy and you were awesome. You crushed it. I told everybody, I was like, everybody, there's this amazing girl. She's <laughs> watching, drink this light pink beverage. It's going to be so good. Go she out thought, and get it. She thought I was drinking it today. I have like a can of coffee and she was like, are you drinking right now? I'm like, no, but maybe I should. I mean, it's noon right? Yes. Yeah, where you are. We're totally fine. Why not? Um, Shelby, I had so much fun talking to you just because number one, I love your outlook and you're also a podcast host. You have vitamin joy. Um, you've also done wild ideas worth living presented by REI. And I just feel like when I meet other podcasters who love telling stories and love adventure, like I just loved being able to chat with you because you are so you're so open-minded and you love learning and you love having these conversations just about things that can make you better, right? And, and can bring more fulfillment to your life. And so many talk, I, we were just talking before this, you guys, and there are so many topics that we could talk on. Like I'm obsessed with the topic of fear. I'm obsessed with adventure. I'm obsessed with nature. And, and you've done so many awesome things right down to, we kind of share a past of just like, kind of the, like the, the Vans warp Tour life and the warp Tour. I love that you mentioned that because Johnny always makes fun of me when I bring up the warp Tour. <laughs> I was like, I used to think it was the coolest thing ever. I was just like, oh my God, we have, we have to go. We can't miss it this summer. Um, so it was really cool. It was like when like skating was getting kind of like, it was bigger and getting on TV and, you know, there were like a lot of females who were kind of entering the space of like surfing and snowboarding and, and there wasn't too many skating though. From what there I was remember. this really cool punk band when I was there, I remember, called the Eyeliners. It was like a chick <gasps> punk band. That. I didn't and see that, but I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> I don't know. And there's this new movie on Netflix called Moxie Girl, and it's the little punk rock, and it just sort of reminds me of Warped Tour days. So I was a journalist for the Warped Tour in 2002. I was 22 years old, oh and they God. sent me on the tour bus 60 days, and they said, okay, write one story about what happens and one story profiling something about the tour, a musician, a roadie, whatever. But this was a blog before it was called blogging and right. there was no Wi-Fi. So I had to find a dial-up phone to send my stories. And oh it often God. meant hitchhiking with the most non-axe murder looking teenager <laughs> who would take me to their mom's house or to a Kinko's to send it. And then I gave them Vans shoes because I was on the Vans bus and they were awesome. They had lots of shoes there. Oh my God. You, you kind of lived my my dream job for a while then. So I, I want to know, what was the one takeaway that you, you took from be, like blog quote unquote, blogging a concert series. You guys, it was totally like a punk concert series. What yes. was something that you took away from that that you still use and have applied to your life now? Well, one thing, the first thing I learned, I was really young, 22, mm -hmm. a little sheltered. I learned that the most, some of the scariest looking guys with the scariest Mohawks were the nicest. Mm. So don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. A lot of them have kind of been through their own personal hell. They had like some crazy tattoos and yeah. they were just so nice. There wasn't a lot of girls on tour in 2002. Mm -hmm. And they took a lot of care of, they, they, 
they like were really looked out for me. The other thing is, is like the power of a sticker or a free pair of shoes can go a long way. Like if you God, that's the truth. need help and you can give someone like a van sticker or a pair of shoes, you're golden. But like, if you can just give someone something or even a mention in your blog, like they'll go out of their way to help you and drive you to their parents' house or Kinko's. Yeah, I learned that. <laughs> that is, that is also- so true to this day though. Like the power of just like adding value to someone's life. Exactly. That's crazy. whatever that it can be. Like back then I had stickers. Like I didn't have much. I didn't yeah. have money, you know, and every now and then I got a free Vans t-shirt to give someone, but like stickers, stickers go a long way. People are stoked. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Well, I should have showed you my car. Like when I was 16, it was just like, oh, I just needed you to know what I was into. Okay. So stickers <laughs> did go a really long way. I bet you were pretty cool. Well, I thought so. I I can't say that other people thought that, but you know, as long as I thought so, that's great. So (laughs) Um, another thing I learned is like everyone has a story to tell. And so I had this mentor who was a writer for Esquire and he's like, hey, start with the roadies and behind the scenes before you go to like the lead singers of the biggest bands there. And I did. And like the roadies had the most incredible stories. Like the people behind the scenes were often as interesting as a lead singer. Mm. Okay. That's interesting too, because right now that could totally apply. I noticed that even in, in life when I've been trying to connect, you know, maybe with an author or with a speaker or with somebody who's out in the world doing big things. And like the more kind that you are to the assistants or the people who are around them and like take an actual interest in them. Cause they're, they're probably pretty epic people and they norm they normally are to have that job and to work with those people. It's just been a brilliant way to number one, get to know awesome people. But number two, also they're, they're way more willing. You guys, life is like all just networking. If they like you, they're way more willing to like, say this person's really cool and connect you to whomever you're looking for. So there you go. That's awesome. Now I would say the last thing is like, don't be afraid to get in the middle of a mosh pit every now and then. Like, <laughs> Be careful because yeah. there are certain mosh pits that are a little dangerous. But like, you know, if it looks pretty innocent for a little while, you can, you can get in there. Get in and get out. <laughs> and get out. Yeah. Then get the heck out of there and, get, get and uh, go to bed early. Yeah. Ex- Don't make out with any of the boys on the tour and bands. That was good advice someone gave me. And I'm, I'm happy I took it. That is really good. I, I can definitely see that that would have kept you uh, yeah. out of kept, trouble. So Kept me out of trouble. Okay. So you mentioned something earlier because we were talking about all the things that we could chat about and you love adventure. You feel like it's like a life antidote to so many things. Tell me about where that came from, how you discovered that. I don't know where I discovered that. I've just always loved adventure. And I feel like there's been a lot of times in my life where I've felt stuck Mm. and doing something outside in nature has just, that was a little scary always gave me the confidence to do something scary that I was scared to do on land. Like it allowed, allowed me to do those things. So mm-hmm. for example, in 2009, I ended up working at Vans full-time in marketing and I wanted to quit to be a journalist. Mm. It made no sense on paper. I wrote a million pro con lists. They didn't add up. It wasn't fiscally responsible. Um, it wasn't logistically really responsible. Magazines were shutting down, newspapers mm. were folding. And I wanted to be a writer at the height of the recession when I had this dream job running international sales and marketing at Vans. Wow. And I got really depressed because I felt a little bit like a spoiled millennial, even though I'm Generation X. Um, and I felt like I was being ungrateful and I had this privileged job. But really, I was depressed. Like, mm. And I just wanted to be a writer. So I had to learn to listen to that. But I went surfing. And there was a wave that really scared me outside mm. my house. It was called Rock Pile. I lived in Laguna Beach. And to surf this wave, you had to take off at a rock and go in between two rocks. And if you messed up, you'd end up on what's called the cheese grater, which was oh, like God. these sharp rocks that would cut you up. Anyways, one day, I'd been so upset uh, about the job. The next morning... I woke up and I surfed rock pile and I finally caught a wave. After I caught that wave, I was like, all right, I'm going to catch one more. Paddled ashore and I was like, I've got this. Hmm. And I decided that, I mean, there was a lot that went into it besides that. But I think, I think when you do something outside in nature and you gain confidence, you'll get confidence to do things on land. And you hear about all these people who, you know, people go on vacation, they go mm-hmm. on this epic hike even great ideas come in the shower sometimes. Yeah. So I think 
I think the lesson I learned is that some of the best decisions can't be made on a pro con list, but rather going outside in nature. And they prove that going on a walk 20 minutes outside in the forest or somewhere in nature, even just listening to bird songs, science has proved that 20 minute walk in nature can be as effective as most of the SSRIs on the market. I'm not saying, you know, if you need a medication, take medication. We're, we're not going to go there. Like right. I, I really have strong feelings about mental health and mm-hmm. Hey, if you need help, you should get it. Um, therapy is important. All of it's important, but nature is so powerful. And I got into Nate, like as a little kid, I was always adventurous. I played soccer, but when I was 11, my dad died suddenly of a heart mm-hmm. attack and it's really hard. And I really wanted to surf. And he was a dentist from New York, came to San Diego from the Nate the Navy took him to San Diego and he was like, girls, he like, didn't really understand the girl surfing thing. Mm -hmm. Long story short, he agreed to take me boogie boarding every Sunday before he passed away. And I was really Mm -hmm. excited. But then when he died, my sister, Felicia, who's been on your podcast, Felicia Alexander, she bought me a surfboard. Mm -hmm. And I think out in nature, in the water with dolphins and waves that kind of worked you and humbled you, I gained a lot of answers that I couldn't get on land. Mm -hmm. And I think nature just teaches you patience. Um, There's so much that you just learn by being outside in nature. And I I just believe that nature has a lot of the answers Mm. or maybe all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm like smiling from ear to ear because I have found myself out in nature and those same things. And, and I know you're going to totally what I'm about to talk about is exactly what you're talking about, because um, I I have definitely surfed. I'm not good, but I've surfed a lot. Um, and it is so I, there's parallels, right? Like the way that you respond in nature, you can start you start to understand kind of like different things about you. And I, the first few times I went surfing, one of them was, um, in like LA at a horrible, it was in Santa Monica and it was just like (laughs) really bad waves. Yeah, And I was just, you know, like so exhausted and I like to consider myself an athlete. So I just went extra hard. Right. It was just like, I'm going to catch this next wave. And I didn't catch it. And then I'm like, I'm going to catch the next wave. And I wasn't giving myself any breaks in between. It was like, I, I had this moment of like, oh my God, this is how I'm responding to life. Like I'm just like Mm. trying to do everything and catch everything and I'm exhausted and I'm not like waiting for the one that's right for me. Like I'm not giving myself any time and waiting for like what feels good to me. And I just had like this freaking epiphany out on my surfboard. And I literally was like, oh my God, like saying, oh my God out there, because it may, might sound insignificant to people listening, but it's crazy. Nature literally does that to you. You just have these crazy breakthroughs. Um, and I do believe things just run so parallel, uh, in life that you can draw these parallels out in nature and you can draw, you know, how, how you're responding in, in, in coping with hard things, whether it's a hike or whether it's surfing. And I just think it's crazy, uh, even with, with surfing. So I want to ask you about like your response when you're out in the water. Like I just see, you know, sometimes that tidal wave is coming towards you and you have to dive underneath the wave. Like you actually have to go head first into it to even get through it. And I think about that all the time in life. I'm like, okay, Lori, there's a tidal wave in front of you with this new company. And the only way through is head first or the sucker is going to take you down. And I'm just like, do it. So yeah. What are some things for you, like with surfing or out in nature that have you had those moments that you just pull from that you remember like a part of you has like shown up or, you know, yeah. drawn a parallel? Well, first off, like I'm not a great surfer. I, I always say like I'm terrible style, but I have an epic smile. And that's, <laughs> that's, all that's that the biggest part. The yeah. best surfer in the water is one who has most fun and I'm killing it out there. <laughs> um, and with surfing, you know, I always, I always, I love that you use this wave analogy because I always use this analogy. Like you could either sit on the beach hmm. and get sunburned where it's totally safe, but you're going to probably get sunburned and sandy, sandy and sand's going to end up like in your hoo-hoo and all these places, <laughs> or you can paddle out. Now, if you hmm. paddle out in the waves, you may get absolutely worked. You may take a wave that's terrifying and you may fall, hmm. but you also might catch the ride of your weight uh, of your life. So hmm. sorry, I'm butchering this. So I'll do this again. So <laughs> if you go surfing and you paddle out, you could either catch the wave of your life or you might fall and get absolutely worked. Mm-hmm. But if you don't go at all, you're going to for sure stay on the beach or on a boat where you're going to either get nauseous and seasick yeah. 
Surely end up sunburned and probably end up with sand in orifices that you didn't need to. Now you could end up with sand in your orifices out in the ocean too, but I would much rather like go and possibly catch the ride of my life or feel mm-hmm. the thrill of getting tossed around than sit on the beach. Yeah. So I had this moment, like right after I quit that job, I got invited. So it's way, people say like, oh, the universe will conspire to help you out when you make the decision. And I was like, that is such hippie mumbo jumbo, <laughs> but it worked. When right. I quit my job at Vans, I got invited. I'd put some feelers out there. I told a bunch of press officers like, hey, I'm going to possibly quit my job. If you think of me, if you have any stories. And mm-hmm. this woman invited me um, to cover a group of guys stand up paddling a remote archipelago of waves in Indonesia. And um, I played the journalist card the first couple of days on the trip because the waves were terrifying. I'd never surfed in waves <laughs> in Indonesia. They looked like that. They were terrifying, yeah. um, and hollow and scary. And I was a desk jockey for the last five years. But by day four, I had no choice to, but to paddle out. And um, there was this one wave, it was called Mutz, which is like kind of a terrible name. It, mm. it basically female vagina. The guys <laughs> who created it were their pussy. It was like yeah. the most crude, terrible name for a wave ever. I was sitting at Mutz and the guys were like, all of a sudden a wave was coming toward me. And this one guy, his name is Brian Keolana. He's like linked to Hawaiian, literally Hawaiian royalty. Wow. He's a lead stuntman in Hawaii. He does all of the stunt coordination for everything filmed in Hawaii from Lost to Blue Crush. He coached Kate Bosworth in the movie Blue Crush into these Such huge a waves. Movie. Yes, right? Like, well, you kind of look like Kate Bosworth. So oh, I'll take it. So I'm sitting in the ocean and, and a wave comes and he's like, Are you going to go? And he asks in a way that, like, means, like, you better go. <laughs> I'm terrified. I do not want to paddle for this wave because it, it looks terrifying. Like, I'm in a, first of all, I'm on a borrowed surfboard. If I wreck the surfboard, there's no surf shop. We're in the middle of the ocean. If I mm. get hurt, there's no doctors. I don't want to go, but he asked in a way that said like, dude, you better go. Or are you going to be sorry? And his like little Hawaiian accent. <laughs> so I just started paddling and he told me a couple things. So I kept falling and getting worked and being mm-hmm. held underwater is scary. And he said something really profound. He's like, Shelby, when you're held underwater, sing a song. Somehow I picked like, that'll be the day when I die, which is like a terrible <laughs> song to sing underwater. <laughs> I told him and he's like, no, 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 pick a happier song. So then I picked like, you're my sunshine. So I started singing underwater a happy song. So this mm. is a really good advice when you're scared, sing a happy song or have faith. Like mm. faith is really important when you're scared. For me, that was singing. And then the second thing he said is when you're on the wave, stop falling. Just start saying, make it, make it, make it. And wow. I think that's another metaphor for life. Like we kind of have to fake it until we make it or just make it until we make it. So wave is coming. I'm looking down. I'm terrified. He's like, you're going to go last time. And I have no choice, but to turn my board around. I paddle for the wave. I pop to my feet. I'm like, you are my sunshine. Make it, make it, make it, make it, make it. it." And the wave literally goes over my head for like a nanosecond. I can't claim I got barreled, but I got like a little shower of water over my head. This crystal clear. I'm like coming out of the wave, smiling ear to ear. And I was like, damn, I wish someone saw it. All of a sudden, this guy holds up his camera. The one photographer on the trip was sitting in the channel, took the photo, had it on film, shows me. It looks like I'm getting shacked out of my mind. My butt is sticking in the air. I have the worst style ever, but the hugest smile. And then I sent it via the boat satellite phone to like all my friends. And all of a sudden, the the captain was like, who used the boat email? This was like $1,000 worth of email that you just used. Anyways, so... (laughs) Moral of the story is like, you got to go, say, make it, make it, make it, sing a song. Waves will humble you. The ocean will humble you. Nature will humble you. But I tell everybody, um, go outside in nature and learn to surf. I taught a lot of women to surf Mm. over the years. I taught at Surf Diva, which is an all-woman surf school. And after I quit my job, my friend who owns a surf school was like, why don't you come teach for me in Costa Rica? And I was like, that is so irresponsible. Like, I went to Emory. I'm a journalist. I work Mm at CNN. I need to be like type A and keep yeah. going. And she's like, Shelby, you're so annoying. Like the reason you quit your job was so you could go surf, like mm-hmm. go surf. You could still work from Costa Rica. And, um, I taught these women to surf and, and all the women were there because not all of them, a lot of them had like just quit their job, gotten mm-hmm. divorced, whatever. They were mm-hmm. sort of working out their own stuff. Right. Part of your job, part of your job as a surf instructor in all girls surf school is to like, be a little bit of a psychologist. 
I remember there was this one woman, she was like a, a like a drug cop. She was so gnarly. She was such a badass. <laughs> and she was sucking. Like she could not stand <laughs> up for the life of her. Yeah. It wasn't like she was a bad athlete. She was yeah. just in her head. And one day I looked at her and I was like, she was getting so upset. All the other girls who were not as athletic as her were, were standing up. And um, I don't remember her name. Let's just call her Charlene. And uh, I was like, Charlene, are, are you okay? And she like starts like teary eyed. And um, I just looked at her and I said, what makes you laugh? Like think of something that makes you laugh. And she couldn't. And all of a sudden I saw this guy running on the beach who was really cute. And I was like, I want you to think of a big fat wiener. <laughs> I think I used another word. I think I said penis. And she starts cracking up. A wave comes, I push her. And all of a sudden I see her stand up and she's yelling something. I'm like, what is she yelling? And I hear this, Enos, Enos. And I, she's yelling penis all the way to the beach. And I was like, there you go. Nothing a good penis can't cure. Joke, can't cure. Said, I said that wrong. Nothing a good penis joke can't cure. And I think the moral of that story is sometimes we get in our own heads. Mm-hmm. And um, so the other lesson is like, we got to use laughter. Like mm-hmm. laughter will get us out of our head, out of our anxious mind. It's not like the girl the girl was an incredible athlete. Mm -hmm. She was just in her head. So Mm -hmm. with surfing, you have to let go and be in flow. And one way to get into flow is humor. Mm. I just went all over the place. I can literally listen to you all day about that. I I don't know why I just love like nature and surf analogies, like literally obsessed. And first of all, holy crap about your wave. The the first story that is amazing. And how you got it on camera. That is like so lucky. It's crazy. So lucky. <laughs> is so so awesome. lucky. Like that photographer I owe for life. Oh Dana my God. Like you. that must be, I, I literally need you to send me that picture so I can see it. Um, I will. So I also, like I was thinking while you were saying that, like the power of having somebody else there on your journey for him to have said to you, like you're doing like someone, he held you accountable. Or you would have never caught that wave that day. I'm sure you would have been like, oh, hell no. Like, number one, I'm not doing this. No one's here to witness it. And, you know, I think it's being witnessed by people is so important on our journey and having them there to just be like, you need to do this or you're going to die. Meaning just like in life, like you need to do this or your soul's going to die. Like you need those friends who are going to hold you to the fire. Like, do you have people like that in your life right now? And what is something that you are like wanting to do, or do you feel pretty fearless? Like at this point in your life, or is there stuff that you still want to do? I'm I'm like scared every day. Like (laughs) that is why I do things because I'm, I'm a total scaredy cat. Um, Mm. first off, I forgot to tell you. So like the guy, while he's saying, are you going to go? I'm imagining, he told me right before that he'd coached Kate Bosworth Mm. and took her out into big waves in YMA Bay, his first, her first day on set. And I'm just imagining her careening down a 50 foot face. Now, what he didn't tell me is that they were on a jet ski in the channel, not surfing. So like, I assumed Kate Bosworth caught a 50 foot wave the first day. (laughs) So that's why I went. I was just a little bit of like my head went to another place. But you asked me um, what scares me. I mean, everything scares me. Like Mm. I'm always scared. I wish I had like this awesome therapist that I could just call Mm. who knew um, I don't have that right now. I have a lot of friends I go to for different things. I have an amazing uh, partner in crime, Johnny. He's like, you know, we're, we're engaged forever. I guess we're, he's like my <laughs> husband, but we haven't technically actually gotten married yet. Um, and he's great. And I have a mom and sisters who are really resilient and amazing. So I do go to a lot of people. Mm. I don't have like one person I go to for everything. I have a lot of different people and, and that's been awesome. But I have an unusual career path. So there's not somebody who just like you, like, mm. be like, oh, that person did exactly what I did. So yeah. I'm going to follow them. Um, but I get, I get afraid about a lot of things. Like I'm trying to do a writing project right now. We'll just call mm. it a writing project. And it's scary putting yourself out there and showing up and writing every day. I have this new podcast, Vitamin Joy, and it's kind of just me, my REI podcast. I have this huge team and it's awesome. And it's so much easier and more fun. Vitamin Joy is a little scary because, you know, starting a podcast in 2020 is different than 2016. It's a little harder now. Um, So to answer your question, I, I don't have a lot of those answers except for if I don't do the thing that scares me, I tend to like, exactly what you said, lose a part of my soul. Mm. And, and that is worse for me. Um, yep. 
you know, I think I told you before this episode, I'm, I'm struggling with this like skin condition. I have an autoimmune thing called vitiligo. And mm. I'm like the healthiest person. I can run pretty fast. Like I ran in college. So I, I can keep 630 minute mile pace oh for you know, 5k. I know. Right. But it's just, <laughs> wow. I'm lucky. It's not yeah. like I, I'm lucky, but like, there's other things I struggle with. So like p- patches of my face are turning white and it's hard. Like I'm a woman and it's my face. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had to get really real about beauty and loving myself no matter what. And I think mm-hmm. that's why I really like your show so much. Cause you're all about self-love and you have to love yourself and be kind to yourself no matter what. And I think that's probably the biggest, like most fearless thing you can do mm-hmm. is love yourself no matter what. Like, even if you didn't achieve something great today, even if, you know, we're in kind of trying times, even if you got out of bed and you watch Netflix all day, like you have to love yourself no matter what. Hey everyone, I wanna remind you of an incredible resource, Talkspace. Just because this last year with the pandemic has turned our lives upside down, doesn't mean you have to let the new normal of stress and anxiety be your normal. Talking to a therapist is a great first step. It's a signal to yourself that you're ready to be the one in control. By seeking help, you're giving yourself a chance to heal and grow, to overcome the difficulties and uncertainty of this past year. Talkspace lets you send and receive unlimited messages with your dedicated therapist in the Talkspace platform 24-7. With Talkspace, you set goals with your therapist and they hold you accountable and make sure you're really progressing. Therapy can really help you shift your perspective, find tools to cope in difficult times and really be a guiding light. You guys, it is affordable. Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. Instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited text messages to your therapist 24-7 and they'll engage with you daily five days a week. And as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com and make sure to use the code HAPPY to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's HAPPY and Talkspace.com. Hey, entrepreneurs, if you're hiring, I want to tell you about Indeed. Hiring like wellness is as much about what you say yes to as what you say no to, but it sure helps when you can narrow down the list to only really great choices first. So you're not choosing between good and bad, but good and great. That's what you get with Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately and Indeed skills test that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests or add your own. Then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash happy. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash happy. Indeed.com slash happy. Offer valid through June. June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. So do you think with that though, like I know for me, I'm seeing like so many things that are in you that you're sharing that I just resonate with. I feel like I actually have to do scary things all the time because I think that there's a side of me that could like I can see a side of me that could become a bit of like a anxious hermit who could like really (laughs) get scared and and like clam up and not do things if I don't keep doing them, you know, like it's easy for me to become afraid of things if I don't keep facing things. So I do it as a habit to like stay in the groove of, of living because I also know that I get really miserable if I don't do things like very miserable. Um, so also as far as like loving yourself for me, it's been, it's been such a freaking journey. Um, because there was a long time where I didn't, 
like do things to make myself proud, you know? So I didn't feel like there was anything about me to love. So it's kind of like that journey of, um, I, I think this is where it get it gets like blurred with people. I think it's like, sometimes people are like, well, do I just wake up and start loving myself after years of not loving myself? And I had to learn that I had to like do things to make myself proud in order to be like, wow, like, I'm so proud of you. Like I, you know, I love that about you that you keep trying, even though you're scared or even though you failed, like you tried. And that's really awesome. Like, I love that about you. This is me talking to myself and me talking to you now. Um, but like, what are some things that you have done on those days, you know, to like go on that journey of, of, you know, loving yourself? Was it just like, I'm going to decide to love myself. And what does that look like? Or how did you start to develop that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. I think one thing I'm trying to do now is, is a little bit different. I'm trying not to do so many like mm. scary things. Like I used to, there was just, I went on a 10 year binge of like trying to hang as an adventure sports journalist mm. and keep up with the guys. I paddled down a remote portion of the Amazon river, like cut my face open with surfboards. Oh, I'd never been to the hospital and I'd gone for stitches like five times oh, in the last God. 10 years. And so for me, part of loving myself is trying not to have to prove myself. Mm. And uh, that's something I'm learning now. It's also getting over perfectionism and like feeling like I have to do something or have to achieve something. Like I come from such a achievement oriented family, which is awesome. Like all my sisters do rad things. And my mom is like the top interventionist in the country. And wow, we, we love each other and we push each other. But yeah. like for me, I'm learning this year that self-love is like also not comparing myself mm. to anybody because comparison is let's be honest it's the biggest thief of joy oh yeah so uh, I've always had like a really strong sense of self and a lot of confidence but the loving part I think um kind of embracing more of my feminine self mm. has happened really recently and I'm I'm still on that journey I still find myself being like I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna grind and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and uh, yeah, I think mm -hmm. one of the things someone told me this year is like, you're remembered most, not by what you do, but how you make other people mm -hmm. feel. So I'm, I'm not saying I figured it out, but I think, I think it's a question I've just begun asking myself, like, how is, how will this help other people feel, will it help, mm -hmm. help them feel good? And if the answer is like, I'm just doing this for my own ego, I have to check myself. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, also for self-love, um, that ego thing is hard because if you're a high achiever, your ego can creep in in different ways. Like I'm not one of those girls who pays too much attention to what I wear and my hair. Unfortunately, I just have never really had a gift for fashion and style. I have a sister who like is friends with Anna Wintour and like does, <laughs> and I just didn't get that gene. Um, but you know, with beauty and stuff, like you just have to love yourself no matter mm -hmm. what. And I'd say one of the biggest tips is like being kind. Like, can mm -hmm. I give myself love and approval for no reason mm -hmm. at all? Mm -hmm. And that's a question that's I ask myself a lot. Um, and if I can't figure out the answer to something, I am really working on not like going into the empty filing cabinet and continuing to look for it. I just decide like, can I give myself love even though I don't have the answer. Mm. Like you, I have this, like I said, the skin condition has no answer. It's autoimmune. Nobody knows like what causes it. No one really knows why people, there's all sorts of theories. And I've tried every diet uh, under the sun, fasted for six days on only water, um, paleo, vegan, raw, whatever. And really just anxiety tends to exacerbate it. Mm. And so, yeah, just love yourself, like no mm. matter what. Mm. And then send love to other people. Yeah, that that one really hit with me. The the loving other people and being kind to other people is always a, a way to get out of my head and a way to like stop the cycle of whatever is happening up there of like, I need to do this or I need to do that. It's funny. I, I came from a family who did not do anything. So like no achievements, very little. So I had to like first learn how to do that. And then now that I got a, you get addicted to it because you're like, wait, this brings attention and, and what feels like love. And then it is the like backing off of, yeah, just like, how do you love yourself even when you're not doing those things? And, and truly like, wow, making other people feel good. And you're freaking amazing at that, by the way. Like I got off of your podcast so last sweet. time and I was like, 
wow, I feel so good about myself well, you're, today. You're killing it. Like your story is amazing. And I'm so glad you tell it and share it. And I listened to your podcast this morning and like, you're so vulnerable and raw. It's cool. There's, there's a lot of like not vulnerable raw people right now. And I, I think that's, first of all, I'm a shitty liar. So like, that's the only way I can <laughs> that's be. That's a good thing, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think most people have like a really high bullshit detector. Uh. And we just need authenticity and realness right now. Like mm -hmm. we're all struggling with something. Everyone. Isn't that yeah. like the gift of podcasting is like these epic conversations with people to know, like, I'm telling you, I don't know if I'd be doing any of the stuff I'm doing if I didn't get to get on, you know, hour long sessions like this with, yes, I said sessions for myself <laughs> with it's people. Cause it is, isn't it? Because you leave every convert, most conversations like a little bit you more connected and more like, ah, uh, yeah, this is so normal. Like this is just the journey. It's always cool to talk to another podcaster too, because you're in it, you know yeah. it. And uh, it's nice to feel like, you know, you're not alone. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're one of those people that I can now go to because you're, you're crushing it. I love it. Oh my God. Well, the feeling is so mutual. And I want to know for your podcast, like what has been some things for you that have just like blown your mind as far as like what it's done for your life or what you've learned or how you've been connected to people? Well, you know, I started because I was a magazine journalist and mm. like those stories were getting cut and I had these amazing conversations with people. Like yeah. I'd interviewed Wim Hof and the story got like chopped up in outside magazine and they made him sound like a charlatan. And I was like, that's not cool. Like, oh he, man. Yeah. I didn't write that. Yeah. Um, so I think one of the things is like, I can tell a story and it's full form and it's not really edited. So mm. it's like the story, it's their right. truth, which is great. Um, but I, I think what's so cool is you connect to these listeners that you have no idea are listening and they come up to you at the grocery store when you talk and you're like, hey, I recognize your voice. Your show helped me do X. Or mm. a lot of people will say, because a wild idea is worth living is about going on an adventure. A lot of people tell me like, hey, I moved to Alaska. I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> or I went on this you're epic like, How did it go? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think that's really exciting is that you never know who you're going to impact. And, um, when I was 16, I wrote, I started writing for, for magazines and newspapers and my sister Felicia was living in DC. She had an internship while she was at Stanford at somewhere. And she met these girls starting a magazine for buying about teens. And I remember I was 16. I wrote about, so I got the job because Felicia like hooked me up with these people. And I had won an essay contest the year before in the local San Diego Union Tribune. So I had like one clip to prove that I could be a writer mm. and that was good enough to get the job at 16. So I wrote about one of my mom's students who had been date raped mm. and my mom taught at San Diego State. And I was like, gnarly at 16 to write about that. And then wow. I also wrote a story about a family member's battle with alcoholism. And a kid came up to me at soccer practice and she was really cool. I, I didn't really think she was the kind of girl that would just go home and read a magazine. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I judged her like that, but you know, she seemed really into partying. She was super good soccer player, but I just, I didn't, I didn't expect her to read the magazine. And she came up to me and she was like, Shelby, I read your story and my boyfriend's going to get help for alcoholism. And wow. I was like, that is so crazy. So stories matter and they can impact people and create change. And I'm sure your stories impact people all the time and you might never hear about it. Mm -hmm. but you got to keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's crazy. I'm it, it, podcasting is like such a beautiful method for that. And, and it's like, especially you have a gift of getting people's stories out. And you know that I think it's powerful to, and I think a lot of people listening have that gift. I think when people listen to podcasts, they're probably also either interested in, you know, getting better or doing things, or they want to be a podcaster. That's kind of why I started getting yeah. into it as well. So I know that you have a podcast course too. Which is so yeah. cool. Tell me about well, that. Well, um, my, my husband was like, you cannot go to coffee with anybody else and help them with their <laughs> podcast because I was doing that every day. It's so like, true. I was like, oh yeah, I love coffee, but there, it was just getting absurd. Like everybody was yeah. hitting me up. Hey, how do you start a podcast? How do you sell it to REI? And I'm like, well, I mean, they only are going to buy a couple podcasts, but I just started a class that's on demand. And one of the girls who took it was like, this class is great. It's no BS, just do and that's how I designed it only because that's how I am. So mm -hmm. I, when I started my podcast, I actually took an entrepreneurship business class 
And so that was my business. So I started my podcast as a business. Mm -hmm. So I teach people to think of their podcast like a business from day one, or if they've already started it, rethink of it like a business from then on so that they can monetize it, grow it and have success. Because I think a lot of people lose money podcasting and that's okay. Like if your goal is just to meet people or talk about something, invest in podcasting and you don't have to make a lot of money. Um, if it is going to be your business, you have to be strategic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you hire an editor and a team to produce it. And I just learned a lot of mistakes along the way. So I figured I would just share them all in yeah. one place on demand. So I did the class live and then I re-recorded it and included some of the live pieces. So it's on demand. Anybody can buy it. And I just called it zero BS podcasting. Yeah. I liked that name and um, just teaches you how to start, grow and monetize a podcast using everything I've learned and also just things not to do. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's helpful to people. A lot of people have started podcasts using it. And I think there's a lot of classes out there, but a lot of the classes on podcasting were created like in 2015, 16, when it was so different. Like yeah. now you're competing with Hulu and HBO and the New York Times and Netflix. Like you're not just competing with Joe Blow in his garage starting a podcast. Yeah. Everyone yeah. can do it. Um, so kudos to you for crushing it with your podcast because it's not easy. I started at a good time too, though. <laughs> you know, and and there was a bit of strategy involved for sure. I think a lot of people just start it and they don't think of that. Like there is kind of, you know, this this eight week window in the beginning that you kind of want to like, um, well, there was in the past anyway. I'm not even sure if that's still yeah. the new and noteworthy kind of that eight week window. Yeah. Um, but you guys, if you are listening and you want to start a podcast, you need to go listen to that because a lot of how you start is going to determine like how you feel about your podcast and how you do out in the world. And I think even if you're doing it to talk to people and listen, it's really nice to know that there are things that you can do from the beginning that can boost you up to get more people to listen. You know, and I I think that's the whole point. We talk in these microphones in hopes that people are on the other end. And there is some strategy involved in in getting people to see that and listen. So I loved what you said about, um, you know, the the podcast from the beginning, thinking of it as a business. And I think that a lot of people start things just like, I'm going to start this and try it and, and see how it works. But what, what do you mean when you say that? Like, how do we, whether it's podcasting or something else, how do we start thinking of it as a business from the very beginning? So I literally wrote a business plan. Like I thought about who my listener was, who I was trying to reach, what I wanted to convey. And that if I had a sponsor, like who would help me get my message in the world? Mm. So for the first show, Wild Ideas Worth Living, I was like, I want people to feel less stuck and go for it, whatever it is. And I want them to be able to use nature as a catalyst to help them get there. Mm. Who better to help me than someone like REI? So literally like sponsor one REI. And by the way, I pitched REI right away. Yeah. And at the time they had this force of nature campaign trying to get women into nature. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be wow. so easy. I've written about the business of action mm-hmm. sports and outdoor sports. I'm a surfer. They're going to totally pick me. They were like, hi, Shelby, you seem great. Uh, we are not in podcasting. Nice to meet you. See you <laughs> later. Click. So they said no right away. Yeah. Um, And I think one thing I teach people is a no is sometimes not now because six months later I hit up REI. I got other sponsors. You know, I didn't, I didn't get upset about rejection. I just decided like, I'm going to pitch 150 brands before I cry once. So I had to just pitch 150. I wanted to get 150 no's before I like even let myself be bummed. Mm. And I didn't get 150 no's. I got some yeses right away and I charged like nothing to like let people sponsor the show at first. And then I just continued to grow and continued to raise the price. And like, I put a lot of my own money into it. But six months later, REI said, yes, they licensed the show. And they were such an awesome partner. And I also had to realize like, I had no Instagram following. I was like anti-social media at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I needed someone to help me get this message into the world. And brands are great partners because they reach a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing I really learned is like working with other people and brands can be really impactful. Yeah. Also, there's this thing called the podcast fade. And after show seven, I think it's now show nine, people quit. Like they mm. just drop off. So if you're starting a podcast and you can get to show nine, you have pretty you're much- winning. You're winning. 
And if you don't, then, you know, that's okay. Yeah. And you have to just decide. Also, so I wanted to think about who my listener was. And like, I actually had a girl in mind and I cut her picture out and like drew a picture of her on my wall because I wanted to remember I was mm. talking to her. Yeah. And she was a girl who wanted to quit her job because she wanted to go surfing and travel and live in Costa Rica. Mm. And her parents thought she was crazy for wanting to do that. She developed a huge depression. I really related to her story. Well, it turns out she now lives in Costa Rica and has this awesome travel job, but it wasn't my, I don't think it was my podcast that did that. I think she, <laughs> she kind of set the balls in motion. But what also was interesting that I learned is sometimes your listeners aren't who they, you think they yeah. are. Like turns out more men were listening to my podcast oh my than women. I thought it would be all yeah. women, but I don't know. I'm kind of like, I have some male energy and I interviewed a lot of guys and I think I think guys liked listening too. And, and yeah. that was cool. I never played the like girl card and I've always tried to showcase a range of people yeah. in the outdoors doing cool things without calling them out, whether they're blind or paralyzed or whatever. Yeah. Different colors, different sizes, different shapes. I just want to showcase rad people doing rad things to get people unstuck. And then with vitamin joy, you know, I wrote a business plan for this one. It's different than starting a podcast in 2016. Yeah. But my goal is really just to like offer bite-sized pieces of health mm. and joy that's as easy as taking as a vitamin. So like, what can we do to have... Also, I wanted to open the conversation about humor because mm. I think we need more humor and laughter in our life. All of the drugs I've tried, laughing has been the best <laughs> one I could do. And I love yeah. that you laugh with your partner all the yeah. time. Um, mm -hmm. on your own show and on your own Instagrams. Like, is it your old, your old assistant? She's so funny. It's oh great. my God. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that because <laughs> you love humor. And I think that there are things that we, in our life that obviously where we're either more humorous or certain people, we just feel like ourselves around, or there's certain people who bring out your humor. And there aren't a ton of those people for me that like, they just bring out the side of me that is like, it's almost ridiculous. Like it's embarrassing, but I'm obsessed with that part of me. Um, so, you know, when I found it, I just had this feeling of when am I having the most fun in my life? And there were a couple people and a couple things that I was like, okay, when I'm around her, there's a part of me that I like just love and I love her and we just have so much fun. And it's like, it's just the most fun, right? It's like, you just like the hour flies by or the three hours or however long you're with that person. And it was a moment for me in my life when I needed to be laughing more. I was like, uh, that's such fun is such a North star for me. And humor is such a North star for me. It sounds like for you too, that it was a moment of, I got to get this into my life. And how, so how could I create something that I have to do every week or that I have in my schedule, whether it's just her and I meeting on zoom for fun for like, you know, a catch up date. Or I was like, how could I, oh my God, I could turn this into content. And I was like, this seems crazy. That seems stupid. And then I was like, or is it brilliant? Like, so for me, I, I, it was a time in my life when I wanted more humor in my every single week. And it's added to my life so much that I've noticed it's just paid off in so many arenas. And I'm, I tend to be a lot more light in lean towards fun more, even since I started that podcast with Evans, my old assistant. So for you, what has been something that you have done or noticed to like infuse more humor in your life? Is it conscious? Is it like, how do you do it? So kids, like mm. we're really lucky. We live in a neighborhood with kids and they just are so funny and say the funniest things. So like <laughs> if you can get yourself around kids, yeah, that's one thing. Like my nephews are five and they're they're just like discovering all sorts of parts about themselves and they say <laughs> funny stuff and they don't mean to. And I just die laughing listening to them. And like my sister's horrified, but you know, it's not my kids. So right. My neighbor kids, they also come over and they have like full on dance parties in my house. Mm. And they're like, let's play the game where you try to take a picture of us. And we run away. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, where did you even think of this game? But okay. And we play hide and go seek and forts. Um, and if I can't get into a laughter mood, like SNL usually does it for me. Like mm -hmm. some of the skits old are better than SNL others. or newer SNL. Yeah. Old school SNL yeah. is like priceless, but like a little bit of, um, some of the new skits are okay, you know, but yeah, old school SNL. Need to. There's a Zillow skit. That's pretty good. Okay. So like, oh, they're yeah. like treating Zillow like porn. And you know, <laughs> if you've been at home, you're looking at houses like yeah. all day long. 
is you want to move. Well, you moved. You were smart during the pandemic. And I was looking at houses every day, like for probably three or four months. So so funny. So yeah, it was just funny because I think humor is where like it hits home. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's this element of surprise and humor. And I think that's why kids are so good at it. But also, you know, the Zillow thing hit home for me because I have been staring at houses every day, like dreaming <laughs> of moving, even though I live on the beach in Southern California. So yeah, there you go. I miss the beach. So I'll just, I'll let you know when I'm popping into your neighborhood. Um, yeah, you surfing. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need to go again soon. Um, what is something that you wish more people knew about you or would ask you? I feel like they ask me everything. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, What's something I, you love about yourself that you kind of like take pride in or are, are you know, you're just like, oh, I, I love that I'm like this. I love that I find goodness in all people mm-hmm. and just make friends with like the guys at the grocery store. And my mm-hmm. mom used to invite them over to my birthday. The guys who bagged their groceries at Vaughn's, they used to come over to my birthday parties when I was eight. Aww. And I'm still friends with the people who bag the groceries at the grocery store. Like I love grocery store workers. I don't know why, but I just, I love people. I love talking to random people and mm-hmm. making them smile and yeah, that's just my favorite thing ever is talking to strangers. And it's sad, you know, because we've had these masks, but I see masks coming down and hugs starting to take place. Everybody's getting vaccinated around here, which is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I think we're going to move toward the great hugging pandemic. Like people are just going to go nuts and (laughs) hug and like be in person. It's going to be great. Oh my God. Wait, I had a, I I used to do an event called the Bliss Project and there's an exercise that we do where you like, have to hug someone for an extended period of time. I know it sounds bizarre, but it's like, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And, um, it sounds amazing. you like have to stare into their eyes. It's real creepy. So if you're not great with intimacy, it's the most uncomfortable thing of your life. But anyway, it started to become a thing. Cause nine years later, I did this exercise all the time. And it was like year seven, I made these t-shirts that said, I'm going to hug you so hard and sold them there. And they like sold out immediately. Cause everybody got the awkward, like, I'm going to hug you so hard. They understood it. Like, oh my God, if you go to bliss, like you're going to be put in this awkward position and everybody just wanted the I'm going to hug you so hard t-shirt. So I need to bring that back for everybody. It's going to be great. That's (laughs) awesome. I know I have a secret power. Like I have match made people. Really? Yeah. About six. You guys heard it here first. Are married. And you know, my last name is Stanger. So like there's millionaire matchmaker. That's right. We're not related, but I do know her. Um, I want to start like the middle-class matchmaker. It'd be so great, right? I love that. Oh my God. Well, seven people. That's a crazy track record. That's like probably around what she's done. (laughs) If they've stayed together, you know what I mean? Patty, bring it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Um, yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) Exactly. All right. I'm I'm like so grateful that you came on the show. I love any time I get to spend with you. Um, You guys, if you can't see what I'm looking at, but there's like a wave on her back wall and like, I don't know, it looks like 20 surfboards behind her. Um, like you're just so incredibly, like, I, th- I think for you. any, you're inspiring. You're, you're stop, fun. Stop. You're inspiring all of the things. Um, you guys can listen to her podcast, vitamin joy. Uh, where else can we find you? Follow you. I'm easy. I'm shelbystanger.com. If anybody wants to take the course, yes. um, just shelbystanger.com slash courses. And you can just enter friend of Shelby. Hmm. Friend of Shelby will give you 50% off. That's, oh my God. That's yeah, amazing. Go you for guys, it. Go go look for it. It is And if it's awesome. still too expensive, just message me. But I feel like it's really affordable it's very for what affordable. you get. It's very affordable. Enter the code. You're going to be good. All right. I'm so grateful for you. You guys, if <laughs> Thank you, you loved Lori. this podcast as much as I did, make sure you share it. Make sure you tag Shelby. Let her know what your biggest takeaway was. So I think that's one of the biggest gifts we can give to our guest is to let them know how she impacted your life, what resonated, all the things. Okay, you guys, until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. 
This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. 
But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.